welcome back to another episode of In the Works by Career Services at the University of Calgary. We are airing on CJSW. My name is Lawrence. And I'm David Catterford. Thanks everyone for tuning in again. So David, it's been a pretty good summer so far, hey? We've had some pretty nice weather, a couple of hot days. Have you been staying cool? Yes, I am. I'm lucky. I live on the seventh floor of my apartment. I have a cross breeze, so it's actually cooler in my apartment than it is outside. Right. But um, yeah, so I guess I'm lucky that way. But no, it's been really hot. Yeah, during those hot days, I'm just relying on fans myself. So that's the best I can do. But yeah, it's kind of these hot summer days that really kind of remind me of uh, when I was a student and doing some part-time summer work. So maybe that's a good place for us to start today is uh, for us to share a little bit about our favorite summer job when we were growing up. Sure. So we'll start with you first, David. What was your favorite summer work? Well, now, you know, I'm 51 now, so I'm an old timer now. And when I look back at my summer jobs, I I really I look back and in, in, in my memories of them are 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 fun. I mean, because I worked at Canadian Tire, so the my, that was my summer job, and I just expanded it to more full time work, and it was fun working in the summer. We would set things out in the parking lot and and work outside a lot of this uh, outside of the store, and and I don't know, wasn't as busy in the store, and there wasn't as much to do, so. Did you have to build like um, displays or patio sets and things like that? Oh yes, I used to sell uh, patio furniture. Yes, the 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 kind of broken uh, patio furniture that had been returned, and I would always set out displays outside and 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 work with with some other people in in at Canadian Tire. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, selling discount patio furniture. I, I was pretty good at that. So, what was your least favorite part? Well, I mean, it's a job, right? So you got to, I, because I, I remember I, I did that summer job would have been what, grade 12, I, I guess. That was probably my first summer where I, where I worked for the summer. But I look back on it now with fond memories, but then it was like, oh, I got to go to work. I got to wake up. I got to be at the store at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, I'm not able to sleep in. So, I, I mean... That's what I didn't like about it was going to work. But once you're there, we had we had fun, right? Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Well, yeah, Lawrence, you had a great summer job because you used to work for um, a, a car rental agency, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, in the middle of university, I started working at a car rental place. And basically, my primary job was to drive safely from point A to point B. Right, because there are different uh, rental office locations around Calgary, so uh, we would just have to kind of supply cars to all the different locations, uh, fulfilling their reservations and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, and, and that's kind of why that job reminds me of summer, because I did that, and you know, often it would be very sunny, you know, you'd have the air conditioning on, and you know, just driving down a different road, so yeah, it was very kind of memorable. And actually, these were usually new cars as well, right? Because every spring, there would be a new fleet of vehicles that come in. And so these new cars would usually have satellite radio or like the latest oh, wow. technology in them, right? Some of them were upgraded. So it was just basically a lot of test driving, which was a lot of fun. So and also too new cars. So did they all have that new car smell? There's nothing better than that new car smell. <laughs> yeah, no, that new car smell never got old to me. 
So, and you spend a lot of the summer driving the car from location to location, right? Doing inventory movement and stuff, right? Yeah. So did you, because I, I had a job too, where I was driving a lot in my job. And I don't know, I remember, the, did you feel guilty that when you're driving, you're actually working? Did you feel guilty in a way? Uh, not really. I don't think I felt guilty. Um, I know, like, it's just driving, right? I, you know, you do that on your own time anyways. But for me, I guess I, I took it rather seriously and, you know, just making sure that I, I drove safely um, and, you know, didn't speed and, and things like that, right? Because you've got to pay for your own tickets. But to answer your question, yeah, I guess it didn't really feel like a job, um, especially, again, when I'm driving all these different vehicles. So that was more like a, a perk. Oh, and I got to mention, actually, there were several times that I got to drive to Banff um, because there's a rental location out there. And again, sometimes, you know, you just got to transport some vehicles out there. So, yeah, those are always good times because who doesn't love driving to Banff? That's a good job. I, I mean, if, if I could get a job where I had to drive to Banff in the summer every once a day, or like, like I would take that job. That sounds like a cool job to me. Oh, yes, totally. Um, so, yes, with us kind of talking about summer jobs, like, did you have any tips or suggestions for students that uh, who may still be looking for one? Well, what's interesting about me, because I'm all about, you know, proactive job search and, 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 and networking. And, and, but what's interesting about me is all my summer jobs, I, somebody got for me. My mm -hmm. brother, Robert, helped me get the job at Canadian Tire. And then my wonderful uh, father helped me get a job at TC Energy um, for the summer I worked at. It was called Pipetronics then. Um, but I never got a summer job by myself. So I, the tips I, I would give uh, young people is use your network. Like, can your father help you get a job? Can your uncle, can your aunt, can your mom, can your older brother like you use them as resources to help you. Mm -hmm. And what about, I guess, sometimes I feel like this, this question kind of crosses a student's mind is that, I guess just being selective, how selective should you be? You know, again, there's on one hand, you want to try to gain meaningful experience. Yeah. Uh, but if you're unable to, or if time is sort of running out, at what point do you kind of shift to, I'll just get any kind of work, you know, get a little bit of spending money. Um, that kind of uh, perspective? Well, I don't know. My, my view is, is like when you're young, you should have fun and, and do the fun jobs, like get a job where you're outside and, and you can work on your tan. And, uh, and <laughs> But as you get a little older, you're still young, but older, more like maybe third, fourth year university, sometimes it's better to get a more career related or practice type job in a career that you want to head into. Um, it's always a bonus to have experiences like that, but also too, don't have fun. You're young, right? And, and any experience in my opinion is good experience. Even if you get a summer job that is terrible and you don't like the people you're working with, you know what, that, that'll, you'll know that and that'll help help you move forward with your career. So I don't know. It, it is it mm -hmm. is better to get a job more related to your career or a practice type job. But let's be realistic. I mean, you have to get a job and earn some money. So what's yeah. wrong with having some fun and, and getting a fun job too? 
Yeah, it's hard to balance. And it's, of course, it's going to be unique to each person's situation and, and where they're at. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, it's a delicate balance. And, 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 you know, sometimes not always easy to, to shift from like, I want something more career oriented to something that's just, you know, survivor job, like you said. Yeah. And it depends on your career, right? So certain, I think if you wanted to be a, a teacher and that's then camp counseling, there might be more uh, related summer jobs to teaching than say engineering, right? Um, or or um, something like that. So it, it's kind of learning in small steps and, and doing what you can do. And if there's no jobs re- related to your career, then find a more survivor type job and there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. yeah and that was just a kind of our quick discussion on summer jobs but now let's move into our next segment real people real careers and today we are talking to dorothy chung dorothy graduated with a bachelor of social work at the uoc in 2019 her experience is primarily working with youth and families but most notably, through the practicum she's completed, it has made a big impact on her professional life and has taught her how to form genuine relationships. She's passionate about working with youth and always tries to make a genuine difference and improvement in their lives. Interviewing her is David and our student co-host, Shubham. Dorothy, tell us about your current job and what you like about it. So one of the things I really like about my job is that it really reinforces the idea that it takes a village to raise a child. Another thing I really love is the way that we blend the lines between clients and professionals. It doesn't matter if you're a caseworker or a parent or a manager, we're all working towards the greater good. Now, one thing I've noticed as a career specialist over the years is that everybody has kind of individual individualized skills and and they bring sort of uniqueness to their job what is something unique that you bring to the job um well for me i say like work isn't really work for me um because i honestly find life in what i do and i just think that that continues to help me to remember that it's their life that is being affected Um, and also it reminds me to keep like pushing for what's best and advocating them the best that i can yeah, that's and that's great. And uh, tell us about your education as well, and any experience that you've all the experiences that you've had you've had from your university uh, education. Um, so I actually started off as a sociology student for like two years, and then I transferred into social work. Um, I definitely say that I learned the most during my practicum um, in social work in my last year. Um, so I did both my practicums with children's services, which kind of helped me see what the work is kind of like, and I really really liked it. Now, tell me like what you did in that practicum that really kind of reassured you maybe that you were in the right place. So the big thing about my practicum is that I was able to be in meetings and kind of really understand what it's like being a social worker or a caseworker in the field of children's services. So I actually got to be in family meetings, like understand um, the involvement of children's services, have a better understanding of what children's services is like and what the, the social system is like or what is available for kids who are in care. Um, Another big thing I actually learned within children's services is also just um, learning how to build relationships and working with families um, together rather than the idea of working against each other. Because at the end of the day, with children's services, their goal is to reunite kids back into their home or have families reuniting together, right? 
um, but making sure that the kids are safe and supported, that they can grow up happy and healthy. Okay, so, and you're touching on networking a bit too, right? And, and you mentioned, yeah. the word, I think, share a little bit. So, so tell me about how networking has helped you in your career. Well, it's pretty easy in the, so, in the social work field um, to network since there's an overlap between services. Um, so you'll, you'll be in a case conference, meeting new people, uh, meeting different staff and finding out about the different services on a regular basis. Um, so for example, when I was doing my practicum, um, since Children's Services in Force Salon partners with Woods, um, you definitely learn a lot more about Woods and what, they, what programs they have um, going on. Um, for like youth or for families or how they're supporting families in the community. Okay, so you probably have like empathy, right? And a huge heart. Yeah, right? yeah. That, that... I try my best too, yeah. <laughs> try to be, you know, the best that I can and support people the best I can. Because um, I think, like I said earlier, like I think it's why are we working against each other when we can just support each other? Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. And that's you. You're smiling lots, and 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 I think that's that's your that's why you do this type of work, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like I always think, like how am I impacting somebody else's life, right? Like the work that I do at the end of the day is not necessarily it's it's impacting them the most, because um, at least like I always even just working for after graduating. Sorry, um, I realized like which is more true now it's like whatever i work however i do my work and whatever i decide to do will definitely impact them the most so i always just remind myself that like whatever decision i make or this is decision that other people make it's at the end of the day it's impacting them the most okay so now let, let's go into the final part of our, our podcast which is kind of the tips and so fill in this statement for me don't go into the field of social work career path if you are um i'd say don't go into social work if you're not interested in genuine relationships it's amazing how quickly a 15 year old can tell if you're there just for a paycheck or if you genuinely care about them <laughs> really wow. yeah definitely that's awesome okay. so yeah um what would be the a perk or a bonus that would that someone would have who's working in this industry um i think the biggest perk is building strong relationships with the people I work with, um, whether it's a youth, a parent or a coworker, um, I'd say that that's the best part of my job. Awesome. Okay, and before we ask kind of advice and tips and stuff, mm -hmm. how do you earn the trust of your coworkers? I just kind of throwing that question out there, yeah. but I just wanted um, to ask it. I'd say like, it honestly takes a really strong team to work for like to make a difference in a youth's life at least or a family's life um i think just like communication is such a big thing and just being a team player and willing to support the family or the youth together um just like even just being like like as simple as like taking a youth to an appointment or meeting with the family and being flexible um so like not so set in stone i think is the big key being flexible is a huge thing um and just willing to like put in the work and work for with them right like um so the big thing is just like honestly just like being a team player and just saying like what can i do to help right um rather than just telling other people what they should do because i find it actually in the social work field is very common for somebody to be like well why can't you do this or why can't you do that rather than just saying like well i can do that for you what can i do 
um, because I think it's easier just to dictate other people to do stuff rather than just taking on board what you should do. Okay. And then kind of finally, like, what sort of tips or, or tricks or advice would you give students or, or anybody sort of entering the job market now? Uh, my advice is that it's okay that the first job that you get after graduation isn't the first job that you thought you would be, you would have. Um, because at the end of the day, social work field is so vast that people who have a variety of experience are so valuable um, because it honestly brings new perspectives to the table. Okay. I just have a question to ask. When you you talked about people, uh, how a 15 year old can be, uh, pinpoint on if someone is working for a check or if they actually mean what they're doing. So yeah. in a world in a world where everyone is running after paychecks, um, mm-hmm. and you are not, uh, I mean yeah. you you go for the cause of the work. Yeah. Uh, does that bother you sometimes that you might be on a wrong path? I mean sometimes some somewhere in the subconscious sometimes. It can be a really big disappointment, right? Like, I mean, I have definitely worked with people who are only there for a paycheck and kids working at the group home, like kids know, like they, they will know that like, um, excuse me, um, just know that like you're only there because you're just, you're on the staff computer watching a movie in the office or just like say no to everything that they want to do. Like there's no compromise. There's no, um, interest, I guess which is very disappointing, right? Like at the end of the day, like I think one of the big things that really stuck with me working at the group home is that one youth told me that it's just a job for you, but this is where I'm living. This is my life. Um, so that really stuck with me because you're totally right. Like you are, you're living at this group home. You're, this is your life and the way you ask me or the way I support you is impacting your life. Um, so I think at the end of the day, I always tell people like, it really sucks that we have people there just for the paycheck. Um, but what, what, what can I, like, how can I tell the person to be like, Hey, you know what? Like I need you to be more of a team player, which is always a big thing. And it's really hard in every job. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I always think that you have good people in this field and there'll always be more people there and leaving and, and coming, coming and going to like support them the best that they can. Um, but I think that's when every job, like, unfortunately you have some people who are just there for the paycheck. And, and it sounds like you've called people out on that. <laughs> I definitely have, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty honest. I'll like say like, well, why can't, why can't you do that? Right. Or like, if that's not something you're willing to do, then what are you willing to do? Yeah. That's the big thing I always like to ask is like, if you're here just to watch a movie or, you know, um, for the paycheck, like, what are you learning out of it? What are you benefiting out of it? Um, but yeah, like, I, I try to obviously, sometimes I'll keep my mouth shut, obviously, but um, other times I've definitely been like, why are you even here, right? Like, I'm sure somebody, a social work student would love to have this experience and get more hands-on experience if that's something you're just here, not if you're not interested in working with the kids or the families and making a difference or, you know, I'm not saying that like a change happens in one day but i'm just saying you got to work towards it absolutely yeah Yeah. and i and you know i've had jobs where i've looked at the clock and as soon as it hit five o'clock i'm okay i'm leaving and i mean that's that's not a career that's a job and i think you have you have a career you you're launching your career and you're doing really good work Mm -hmm. and 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 sorry and just to add on to it um 
one of the youth, like another youth that I've become a natural support for after I left um, the group home, like looking back now, I'm, I'm so glad I worked at the group home and, and able to now be a natural support for a youth. Um, I think like another thing, it's like the youth always tells me like they get excited when certain staff come to work, which is a really big thing. Right. Um, like they're excited for somebody to be there and actually do stuff with them and, and kind of, you know, not be at home and, and doing nothing all day. So I think at the end of the day, I just think it's like really important just to see how, like you can t definitely tell when you're making a small change or just impacting somebody's life because they're so excited or so happy or want you to be a part of their, like continue to have a relationship with you, even if they're leaving or if I'm leaving or if they're moving out, um, just to keep up that relationship, which is really awesome to have. Yeah, and really rewarding. Awesome, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks, guys. To listen to this interview again or other ones we have aired, you can go to ucalgary.ca slash careers. And we are back on In the Works on CJSW. And now for the last few minutes, we are going to do our final segment, CD for Film and TV, where we apply a little career development to a TV show or movie character. So let's turn on the projector. Put in the VHS, or actually, just turn on Netflix. So today we are talking about a movie that's called The Intern from 2015. Um, we're going to be talking about a character named Ben, played by Robert De Niro. And so I guess just to kind of summarize the movie first. Um, so yeah, the movie is about uh, Ben, who is uh, retired not too long ago. And so far for his retirement, he spends lots of time traveling, uh, spending time with his family, and, and things like that. But now he's kind of getting to a point where it feels a little bit routine. And there's probably a little bit too much time on his hands, and he doesn't know what to do with it. And one day, as he's just kind of walking down the street, he sees an ad uh, looking to hire senior interns um, for a fashion design company. And so throughout the movie, we then kind of see how he gets... Uh, integrated into uh, this new company, working with, uh, you know, younger co-workers uh, and kind of getting used to his boss and, and things like that. And before we start kind of discussing the movie, uh, first off, I just wanted to play a quick clip from it, which is uh, Ben sending in his video resume to that fashion design company. So here I am applying to be one of your interns, because the more I think about this idea, the more tremendous I think it is. I love the idea of having a place I can go every day. I want the connection, the excitement. I want to be challenged. And I guess I might even want to be needed. The tech stuff might take a bit to figure out. I had to call my nine-year-old grandson just to find out what a USB connector was. But I'll get there, eager to learn. Also, I want you to know I've been a company man all my life. I'm loyal, I'm trustworthy, and I'm good in a crisis. And I love that you're right here in Brooklyn. I've lived here all my life, and lately I feel I may not be hip enough to live in Brooklyn. So this could help with that too. I read once musicians don't retire. They stop and there's no more music in them. Well, I still have music in me. Absolutely positive about that. So overall, David, what did you think of the movie? Well, okay. The movie, it was a little too lightweight for somebody like me. I, I mean, I, I, you know me, I'm a huge film buff, right? So I, 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 I don't know. But it was a good message. I, I, I think the, the movie had, had a good message. I really actually like Robert De Niro's uh, resume that, that he just presented. I think um, 
students can maybe learn a couple things. I, what I really did like about the movie was I, I, I really enjoyed um, his personality, his character, his maturity and what he brought to that young office. I think he was really able to, to teach a lot of uh, the, 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 the people that worked um, at that office. He was able to really share a lot of wisdom and, and make them better. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, this movie is a little bit more kind of just a slice of life, I guess you could call it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a good watch. And again, it was kind of just interesting to kind of see the dynamics. That's what they really focused on um, in the beginning of the movie. Again, him just kind of getting integrated into this open concept work office with like their own personal uh, massage therapist and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it was it was kind of uh, kind of funny. Yeah, to see that. Yeah, and I found actually it was particularly, I remembered actually this one scene where he was being interviewed, so I'll just play for you guys here. So 40 years at the phone book company, that is amazing, seriously. Okay, Benjamin, now I'm going to ask you one of our more telling questions for all of our interns, so I want you to like, this is the one to really think about, okay, and, and take your time. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? When I'm 80. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. Um, wait. Did not realize you were 70. That's, uh, that question just doesn't work for you, does it? Should we just scratch that one and just move on? It's your call, Justin. Okay, that one's gone. <laughs> that's funny because, yeah, that's a tough question to answer when you're 70. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I agree. He definitely offered a lot of wisdom and just a lot of experience. And then, I mean, even one small thing was like, he, he wears a suit, you know, to work every day. Where his coworkers are all very casual and whatnot, and then by the end, his uh, his desk mate also starts to wear a suit and, and dress a little bit more uh, snappier. So it was kind of just fun to see that. Well, and what was good too was I personally I'm older, right, and I'm kind of older within our career services office, and I like working with younger people because they they bring out the young person in me, and hopefully with me, I, I've been able to maybe help my coworkers out a little bit. Cause that's something that I, I really take pride in is dressing up for work and, and shaving every day. And, you know, I, I, to me, that's very important to me. And that's maybe an older value than a younger value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for myself, I think I enjoy working with older folks. Um, it's kind of the little bits of wisdom, I think um, here and there that they give you, it's, it's something that I always value quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I kind of really enjoy that dynamic sometimes. So now just to kind of change the topic a little bit, you know, both you and I, David, again, we work with undergrad students, uh, but sometimes we do see, uh, you know, older students or AKA mature students. Is there anything that you've noticed from helping out that uh, particular student population? Well, what's interesting with mature students is I've kind of gone full circle with mature students because when I was a university student back in the early 1990s, I didn't like the mature students because they were always sitting in the front row and they were always asking questions and, 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 and saying things and kind of disrupting the class a little bit. But then I, I, I got older and I realized that, you know what, those mature students sitting in the first two rows, they had it right. I mean, they're paying a lot of money for education and they made the most out of it. And that's really what everybody should be doing. So now I've gone full circle and I really appreciate mature students and I really like helping them out 
because they're there, they're at university for a reason. Whereas I think a lot of younger people, they're there for a reason, but they don't know what the reason is sometimes. So I, I've gone full circle and I, I really appreciate working with mature students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely have those experiences as well. Um, you know, sitting in lecture and, you know, older students being in the front, asking questions and, and things like that. But now, yeah, I'm kind of on the other side. Um, um, I've definitely had a few uh, instances where uh, older student, mature student would come in for a little bit of resume help too. How, how was that you being younger, helping a mature student out? How, how did that, how was that the first couple of times you did that? Was that difficult? And how did the mature students, did they listen to you? Yeah, I do remember feeling uh, a little bit intimidated beforehand um, because, you know, these older students, they've worked uh, numerous years in various industries. Um, and here I am kind of giving some career advice. But, uh, you know, really what I found from it is that they're all very receptive, you know, to tie it back to the movie. Right. And uh, Robert De Niro's character, Ben, you know, he kind of had that really uh, kind of can do attitude, uh, willing to learn, willing to really just kind of do uh, anything. A lot of stu- uh, the mature students kind of share that same quality. And that's what really stands out. So if you're a younger student and if you have, say, a older student in your class, right, it might not be a bad idea to partner with them if you have a project or assignments to work on, because I think each person can learn a lot from each other. Well, that brings us to the end of the show for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And if you want to catch up on other episodes, you can go to ucalgary.ca careers. And we'll talk to you next time on In the Works.